Dark Travels, a podcast. Hi, welcome to the Dark Travels podcast. I'm Crystal from WanderingCrystal.com. And I'm Dagny from CultureObscura.com. And today we're going to be discussing vampire folklore. Everything from Dracula to lesser-known vampires that you might not have heard about. And one of our all-time favorite vampires that we're pretty sure you've never heard about. He's the cutest vampire. I like vampire myths. I love vampire myths. And myths in general. But so don't get things like Twilight. It baffles me. My problem with them all is they've all sort of romanticized all these horrible beasties. Vampires, werewolves, they're all sexy. It's like... Are they? Because I'm pretty sure they, they just want to kill you. Yeah, because in at least Bram Stoker's Dracula, I'm pretty sure he smells like death. Mm, he stinks he like rotting flesh. And it's like, no one wants to be near that. Yeah, not only is he weaker during the day, but he, he smells gross. And the people that he turns into vampires, like those vampire women... They are basically slaves. Like they don't see, they don't think for themselves. Exactly. They're just like bloodthirsty slaves, and that's just not something I would want to be. Yeah, and it's also a lot of the myths very much feel like they're. I can't think of another word than romanticizing, so I'll just use it again. But they're romanticizing this whole idea of a bad boy, and a lot of the rape relationships are super would be considered abusive relationships. And you have so many people reading all this stuff, and it's like, oh, that's so sexy. It's like, it's it's not. You it's don't right. want to be in a relationship with someone who locks you up and uses you as a slave. Exactly. But for some reason, it just sells. Yeah. It, I don't understand why. Yeah, I don't get it. It's really popular. The, but I think that's why, like, the old myths are so good, is because it's, it's not true because they're myths, but, I mean, they're seen as monsters. They're not seen as these, like, wonderful romanticized beasts exactly they're seen as being beasts and in general just more accurate to how people would react instead of fawning falling in love them. Yeah. yeah i i don't get all the constant obsession with making creatures like vampires and werewolves and even zombies into these romantic love interests why exactly why would I you want to be it. in a relationship with them no it would be awful <laughs> I get that not all guys are great, but surely you want one that doesn't want to suck your blood at night as well. Yeah, if a vampire is your best choice in life, maybe you need to just stay single for a while. Yeah, maybe reconsider your priorities and date yourself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. That way you can have all the garlic bread you want. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so love the myths. Do not get the the obsession with the love interest version that has now very much permeated our culture. Mm -hmm. So Prague doesn't have any of its own vampire myths, except for that one, the one that we love, which we'll talk about in a bit. But they do have now, there's a lot apparently, I don't know because I've never read these books, but every time I've Googled books about Prague or vampire myths about Prague, because I wanted to confirm that he was the only one. There are so many things that come up from more like modern times. And there's a lot of books about modern day vampires. And there are all these trashy romance novels that take place in Prague because apparently now it's a vampire haven. I wonder why. I wonder why they all left Romania and decided to head to the Czech Republic. Yeah. Maybe it's more 
more gothic there. So they, they think that they fit in with this vampire romance. Yeah, maybe they're just tired of Romania. <laughs> How could you get tired of Romania? I know. It's so nice there. Maybe they heard all the tourists are in the Czech Republic. <laughs> oh yeah, they can get more blood. Yeah. More fresh blood. Yeah. They're like, oh, they're suckers. <laughs> no pun intended. But yeah. So apparently that's a thing now, which I find really interesting because Prague technically doesn't have, like, I think the Czech Republic might have some, some, it doesn't have many. Right. But Prague doesn't have any real vampires except for the one. And it's like, so why is this now apparently where all of these romance novels are taking place, where people are like, young, innocent Americans coming abroad and falling in love with the sexy vampire. It's like, oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> Maybe it's like another spin on tourism. Yeah. Like people love vampires. Let's get like, let's get some trashy romance novels out there. Yeah. Get people here. It's like a passive income of tourism. Yeah. Make them think that there's a lot more sexy things going on here. Yeah, they'll be taken advantage of in Prague, but in a sexy vampire way. And that's okay because they're sexy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, shall we talk about our our vampire myths then yes let's shall we start with uh romania with dracula hollywood's most famous vampire yes we'll get the classic in first so if you've heard of vampires which i'm sure you have dracula is the you know the one that's made it to hollywood there's plenty of novels to movies about dracula from nosferatu to modern day vampire tv shows and movies yes Dracula is originally from Romania, from Transylvania. He was from Bram Stoker's novel called Dracula. The Romanians aren't sure if Bram Stoker got the idea from another vampire myth or just another folklore tale about evil spirits, which are similar to ghosts. They live a normal life during the day, but at night they haunt the people sleeping in the village. They will also seduce women. So their fathers are vampires. Their mothers are humans, so they'll have half-babies, uh, and they're known as Moroi, um, and they're living vampires. And to get rid of these vampires, people in Romania would have to cover the body in garlic, which is something that happens now in current modern vampire myths. They have to remove the heart, burn it into ash, but the really gross thing about it is they have to then drink the heart, the ashes from the heart in a glass of water to completely get rid of these vampire spirits in Romania. That's disgusting. It is. Don't think. But I mean, cannibalism, I I guess they're not really humans, so it's not really cannibalism, but I mean, that took place throughout history, so. That's true, but I still don't think I would want to drink the remains of anything dead or undead. Exactly. Particularly if it was a loved one. Why would they think that that's how to get rid of them? Wouldn't you think that if you consumed part of their body that that you would turn into a vampire? Yeah, I feel like if you were that superstitious that you thought they existed in the first place, that consuming any bit of them would make them sort of potentially a part of you. I know they had no concept of things getting into your bloodstream, but I feel like if I believed they existed, I would also believe that consuming it would make it a part of me. Exactly. That's how I think too. Yeah. But then, I, I mean, we don't believe in these vampire myths, so... <laughs> True. <laughs> we're in modern day times. But still, very yeah. bizarre. 
yeah, baffling. The thing with Dracula as well, at the beginning of the novel, he was an old man and he needed to start drinking blood so he could regain his youth. But he smells awful. He wasn't handsome. He weakened in the daylight. I mean, he did. He was able to shapeshift into a bat. And I, th- I believe a dog as well. So he might have been able to shapeshift into very many things. But yeah, he was uh, the original monster, the original vampire who has been played many times in different movies, different stories, different... Just everything is different about him. But I think vampires can't have garlic. They are killed when you put a wooden stake through their chest can't see themselves in a mirror. I think that's pretty common, at least, in all of these Dracula movies, Dracula stories. Yeah, I think that's fairly standard. I don't know if they ever mention garlic in Twilight, but aside from that... Probably not. <laughs> I think it's pretty standard that they're repelled. I think the garlic maybe is the least common one. I think sometimes I've even seen it where people hold garlic up to them and they just walk up to it like, and what? But... The the daylight normally has some effect other than turning them into a sparkling vampire. It normally weakens them or or disintegrates them. Sometimes they smell bad, but I feel like normally nowadays they're just sexy. Uh But the stake through the heart works or decapitation. Yeah, I feel like it's... And then, yeah, they normally don't have, yeah, they, that's normally the reveal as you see them in a mirror and, oh no, you can't see them. Yeah, but that's how you can tell that they're a vampire. Yeah, so Dracula, he's the original. I think in general, there's a lot of sort of vampire myths around the Balkans area, for people who don't know what that is, for Croatia, around Croatia, Slovenia. In that general area. Yeah, in the Balkans area. Montenegro, Kosovo, um, but I think in particular Serbia. So a lot of them come from Croatia and Serbia that I kind of know about, and I don't think we'll really talk about too many of them, but a lot of why apparently they were so common there is, well, they probably spread like from village to village, but they, they were also similar because of the way I think their burial practices were quite similar. And so the way the bodies decomposed made people think that they might be undead because sometimes like they'd go back and check on a body and it would look as if it was sort of alive and fresh again but of course it wasn't it's just I mean it's basically something to do with the way so the fact that when you die your nails and your hair continues to grow so people saw that as being a living feature right which today now we know is just a thing that your nails and your hair do but back then, that would have been terrifying if you opened up a coffin and saw that someone's hair was longer. Yeah. I mean, especially when you see that the body has actually decomposed, but the hair is still growing. But even just immediate things, sometimes after you die, people get sort of puffy. And so the fact that people, their bodies were technically growing, like the whole body, people saw that as terrifying because... If you don't know any better and you go in to check on your father the next day and suddenly he's puffy and his eyes are swollen, you wouldn't know what to think. So, of course, people made up stories to make themselves sort of feel better, but also apparently worse. (laughs) Yeah, the stories definitely made things worse. But, yeah, that would be scary. Because if you don't realize, obviously, that what the body is going through when it's decomposing, it would be terrifying. Exactly. So, I would definitely think that somebody's coming back from the dead. Right? You go in the next day to check on 
your father who died tragically the night before and the coroner shows you in and he's like here he is and you're like why is he all puffy and his eyes are bloodshot and his you know his nails are like turning blue or whatever the body does I should really know more about this but it yeah it would be terrifying if you didn't know any better especially that's terrifying now, really, if you think about it, even knowing that the body does that. But if you don't know that it does that, and you especially don't know why, you would want a reason, even if it's yeah. a horrible reason. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense as to why these monsters exist, why the stories exist, because they just didn't know any better. So my favorite vampire of all time, which I wrote about in our blog and is now Crystal's favorite vampire of all time, is a Czech vampire called Bloody Knee, and he is Prague's only real vampire lore, uh, historically, although they kind of sort of have some now, I guess, technically, but it's mostly modern day stuff, and I don't really know what any of it is, so irrelevant. But Bloody Knee is a vampire who, when he was alive, was not really anyone impressive. People thought he was a bit of a joke, and... He wasn't homeless, but he didn't have a lot of money. He used to go to pubs and drink up after, just drink the remaining bits of glasses that people had left behind. So he got the nickname of uh, Drink It Upper. And then, which I think, so his name when he died became, please forgive me because I do not speak Czech, Upper Dojevich, which is probably wrong pronunciation wise, but means like vampire drink it upper and it's because he would go around and drink up all the bottoms of everyone's glasses and one day he drank the bottom of a stranger's glass because he thought that the guy had left it and it turned out that he had not and the guy demanded he pay and he could not because he didn't really have any money so a fight ensued and as a result he was stabbed and he died but there are rumors or uh, stories to that story that apparently during the fight he was bit by the stranger, which is how they think that he became a vampire. And so when he died, they intended to cremate him and spread his ashes just in an unmarked grave because he didn't have enough money for a, for a burial and he didn't really have any family that would have done it either. And... <laughs> Instead of being able to cremate him, they found him alive and well in the morgue, if, if there were morgue back then. And, you know, so he just kind of got up and walked off. And now he lives in the Olsheny Cemetery, which is the largest public cemetery in Prague. And apparently, according to, Pro to Czech vampire legends, vampires shouldn't be able to leave, like, they can't leave their burial ground for very long. So like the, where they're buried, they can't be away for very long. But he can be away as long as he stays in the cemetery. He can go wherever he wants because since he never had an actual burial site, the whole, the whole cemetery is his oyster. So he wanders around and he's very shy and he's a little bit pathetic. And he hides behind <laughs> gravestones and waits for passersby and people wandering around the cemetery, whether they're visiting family or they're tourists. He waits for them to walk past and trip and scrape their knees and then he runs up and he licks the blood away and then he runs away again and that's how he survives. Which is very cute but also a little <laughs> pathetic. It's definitely pathetic but 
so cute because he's so shy. I know. And he's just helping you out, you know. You don't need to bandage up your knee because he, he's got it. Exactly. He's just <laughs> he's just a helpful little guy. <laughs> Do you think that he ever, like, sets up tripwire so people fall more? So he, like, has a better chance of I mean, I getting hope, a bloody knee? I hope so because otherwise <laughs> I can't imagine he gets much blood. Yeah, because people walk fairly slowly in cemeteries. Exactly. So they probably don't trip very often. Yeah, it's not like you get people, you don't get runners running through a cemetery. <laughs> I'm sure maybe sometimes, especially, it's a big public cemetery, but I didn't see anyone running there. And I don't think if I was a runner, that's where I would choose to run around as much as I love cemeteries. It just feels a little disrespectful. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> So yeah, I I hope he sets up little traps because otherwise I imagine he is starving to death. Yeah, or he to might undeath. be pretty thin. Yeah, but he he's great. And as soon as I heard about him, he instantly became my favorite vampire myth. And I hope the entire world loves him because he's amazing. Yeah, he's super cute. I mean, at least in my mind, he's cute. He might be, like, terrifying looking, and you're, like, if you hurt your knee and you, this, like, creature comes up and starts licking you, I mean, that might be terrifying, but... That's true. I mean, he might still not get any blood because people might just run away in terror. <laughs> yeah. We'll just assume that he's super cute anyway. Yeah. In my mind, he's tiny and adorable, but that might not yeah. be true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm very short, and in my mind, he's at, he's at least as short as I am, if not shorter, and I'm four foot eight, so. <laughs> like, I yeah. know he wasn't a child, but in my mind, he's about that height. I mean, I think he's from, you know, if it was like the ninth century, yeah, he'd probably be as short as me. Uh, if it was 200 years ago, he might be as short as me, but he might not be. <laughs> So if he was bitten, and this is what turned him, obviously there were other vampires in Prague at the time. Well, I wonder where they came from. So the guy was a stranger, so he might have just been a passing uh, vampire. But a transient. Exactly. But since you mention it, there are so there are some graves that were uncovered just outside of Prague in a town called and again, forgive my check because not a language that I'm totally familiar with phonetically. I think it's called Czechoslovice, something like that, Czechoslovice. And it is just outside of Prague. Like now it's probably closer to being maybe even more like a Prague suburb. Uh, but back in the day, it would have been a tiny little village quite a ways from Prague, which would have been much smaller, even though it was still the major city. So during, they've uncovered a bunch of graves not too long ago, I think in like the 90s or something like that. And archaeologists believe because of the way that they found them, I think they, I'm not even entirely sure how they found them, but I guess because of what had been done to them, like maybe they had stakes through the heart or they were decapitated or something, they believed that at the time the locals believed that they were vampires. And oh, they, wow. yeah, and they've dated them to be back 
from the 10th or 11th century but they that's really cool yeah so but they were believed to have been vampires again they know that based on the way they were buried based on what would have been normal burial practices of the time versus i guess how they found those particular ones but no one knows anything about them except that archaeologists think that they were believed to be vampires no one knows anything about the myths and it's sort of kind of believed that people just didn't talk about them as if like if they stopped talking about it they wouldn't exist so like they believe they maybe killed off everyone that all the vampires that existed or whatever spirit they believed them to be which clearly was sort of similar to vampires and that if they since they killed them all off if they just didn't talk about it it wouldn't exist so no one knows anything about the myths they didn't prevail they haven't carried on to modern day and that's all that exists is these these remaining graves that they found outside of the city which is kind of cool and also kind of (laughs) creepy Yeah, it's pretty creepy, but so cool. It's a shame that we don't know the myths and the stories behind them, but it's a mystery is really, really cool. I, I really like a good mystery. We really have to like, you know, just a real mystery in life, Yeah, which is what these guys are, these exactly. bodies that they found. It's like a proper myth that I'm never really going to know anything more about except that these graves exist and we can't really you know you can study and guess all you want from the way they're buried and the time period they come from but you're never going to get those myths back we can't travel back in time so that's kind of really cool also a bit sad but it is really cool that it's just yeah like an actual modern day mystery that we'll never really know about yeah yeah I love that in a sad kind of creepy way yeah exactly but (laughs) But there you go. Technically speaking, there have been other vampires in the Czech Republic. Maybe those ones were even traveling vampires for all we know, but there have been other ones. And because that guy was a stranger, it's possible that he was also a visitor or a foreigner. And that's why they technically don't have any other vampire myths in Prague. Yeah. But it is a good point. It is a valid point. It's like, we don't have any other myths except maybe that guy that bit him. (laughs) And who knows where he was from. Yeah. It may also be that he's the only prevailing vampire myth. I mean, maybe they used to have them and somehow the concept has been passed down through word of mouth, but they don't have any other specific ones, any other named vampires, but the concept of a vampire exists. Yeah, that makes sense. But either way, Bloody Knee is the best vampire. I mean, in the sense that he's absolutely pathetic and can't do anything, but he's... Yes. The the fact that he does exist is amazing. Yeah, he's definitely my favorite vampire. He beats everyone else. He beats Dracula. He beats any sort of vampire I've read because he's just so pathetically cute. Exactly. And shy. I mean, he does not beat them in a fight, but in my mind, (laughs) in terms of cuteness, he beats them. Exactly. So, yeah, that's... He's my favorite, and yeah, there should be more cute vampire myths. Although, again, not romantic ones, just adorable, pathetic ones. Yeah, no one wants to date Bloody Knee. No, no. (laughs) He's not going to be the guy you choose. He's just like that that creepy guy that hangs out in the cemetery. Yeah, he's the weird guy that just kind of stares at you (laughs) longingly, but not in a sexy way. No, just in a I hope he trips sort of way. Yeah. So we're going to talk about more vampires in future podcasts, but something that I noticed um, reading all of these vampire lore, vampire myths, is that a lot of them kind of tie in, or at least feel, related to ghosts, 
witches and fairies. Did you notice that at all? A little bit. I actually found quite a few that seemed to be really similar in some ways or have crossovers with zombies. And I think there was even one that had a bit of a crossover with a werewolf. So they all sort oh. of seem to have crossovers. There there are also a lot of them, um, maybe not so much ghosts and fairies, but I like just the fact that they were spirits. So they weren't people or undead people, but they were dead people possessed by spirits. Kind of. <laughs> We'll explore more, and then we'll see how all of the monsters sort of tie in, or mythical beasts, spirits, and everything ties in together to vampire uh, folklore and myths in the future. Yeah. One thing that I did think was cool, because of course, initially, we had Dracula, and we had Bloody Knee, and we knew we were going to do this, and then we started looking at more, and I knew about some, but... It amazed me just how many places had sort of a vampire equivalent, even though it was a little different. It may have had a bit of a zombie werewolf vibe to it, but it turns out pretty much everywhere has them, which is... Yeah, I think that's really cool. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of creepy, but also you have to assume that they're rooted in some kind of medical practice or as in like a medical belief, the way the body decomposes, or like there's one that we'll talk about in the future where it had to do with the way people thought a disease was transmitted. So that's kind of cool to kind of try and pick apart the origin of it. It is really weird that because obviously these vampire folklore stories come from all over the world and they weren't connected back then. So it is creepy in the sense that they all had their own versions. Like you like you said, realistically, it's probably just from medical practice and decomposing and everything but you know if you want to think that vampires were real that's your you know not solid proof but proof that they were all over the world even though these communities weren't connected they all had their own little vampire stories exactly it's not like today someone doesn't just post a picture on social media and everyone thinks oh my god that's a vampire i mean people do still do that and people think that there's so many (laughs) conspiracy theories but the point is that They thought that back in the day when the world wasn't connected that way. Exactly. So, and even things, you know, you have stories in Africa and then Malaysia and the Philippines. And yeah, people had trade routes between those, but I don't think they were trading spirits. Yeah. (laughs) That probably wasn't the first thing that they were talking about when they were, you know, taking off their shipments of goods. Exactly. Did you hear about this vampire thing? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Bob down at the shop mentioned it. <laughs> no, wasn't happening. So, yeah, that's kind of cool. Also creepy, because as you say, it also kind of is proof if you really want to stretch the word proof. <laughs> I mean, proof back then. I mean, that definitely wouldn't hold up in today's modern standards of proof, but yeah. Exactly. So I don't know why the ones that seem to be the most prevalent in society certainly is Dracula but I think in general the area of the Balkans seems to have maintained a lot of them and sort of bolstered up the modern day one because I think the idea is that bits and pieces came together to form the Dracula myth and then he sort of just got placed in Romania Uh but I, I guess maybe they the reason that that's the most common one is because of Dracula and Dracula was written by Bram Stoker and that was the big thing so that's why that one sort of endured so long whereas we don't necessarily know about the other ones as outsiders I'm sure 
people from those cultures and countries are well aware of them, but we don't necessarily yes. know them. Whereas the whole world knows Dracula. But I think, yeah, it's sort of, I, I would assume that within that whole region, if not burial practices were similar, then the way the body decomposed was similar just because the climates were similar. So that's where they certainly would have gotten the descriptions from, I guess, all across the Balkans. Yeah, that totally makes sense. There we go. History lesson from Dagny. Bad medical lesson. Don't learn medical science from me. (laughs) Not a doctor. Not a doctor. Yeah, well, that was really good. I really liked talking about Bloody Me and Dracula and vampire folklore in general. Um, It was really interesting. There's so many more vampire stories out there and folklore from around the world that we will discuss in the future. So many more. We could honestly just do a whole podcast on vampire myths, it turns out. Yeah. In the future, we will talk about more dark travels, dark tourism, and just, you know, bad travel stories from our personal lives. You know, things that make you want to travel more. (laughs) We will inspire you with the fear. We'll inspire you to go out and have a better time than apparently we do. Yeah, we'll inspire you to go out and find these vampire myths uh, on your own. You can visit the Prague Cemetery. Can you say the name of it? Old Shanny. We will, Old Shanny. Old Shanny. We will put all of this together on probably a Facebook post. And I think we'll probably both have sections for this podcast on our individual blogs. So we'll put the information there as well. We'll put all of our details for where to find us. So we have Facebook, which is Dark Travels Podcast, and Twitter, which is Dark Travels Pod, because they have a limit on characters, and Instagram, which is Dark Travels Podcast as well, then our individual blogs. So again, mine is cultureobscura.com, and Crystal's is wanderingcrystal.com. As I said, we'll probably have a section on each of our blogs just devoted to the podcast. So we'll put up all the information, uh, including the name of Bloody Knee, like his, his vampire name in Czech, and then also his living name, which I cannot remember for the life of me right now but it starts with a k and then also where to find him uh the old shanty cemetery i'll write it down so that you don't have to figure out how to spell that because it's probably not spelled (laughs) how you think it is and yeah any other information that we feel is relevant to this episode maybe we'll draw you a picture of what we imagine bloody need to look like yes (laughs) Um, it'll be cute we'll post that on all of our socials if you want to follow us there Yes, exactly. And we'll also put the socials up on our website so you can find them. Yeah, but basically if you Google Dark or you just put in Dark Travels Podcast, it should come up on everything. Well, thank you so much for listening and we hope to see you next time. Yes, and have a terrifying day. Bye. Bye.